thanks everyone for tuning in for another episode of 100 Down with Dr. Brown. I want to talk to you today about medical tourism. What do I mean by medical tourism? What I mean is traveling outside of your own geographic location in order to obtain surgery. I think this is a really common occurrence in bariatric surgery and is mostly driven by cost. When we talk about medical tourism, there are two types of medical tourism. Firstly, there's the type of medical tourism where you travel within the United States to another state or geographic location. I don't think this is a necessarily negative type of tourism and is often motivated by patients either trying to locate an expert in the field that is not geographically available to them, a hospital system that may offer more resources than what they have locally, or a referral by a friend or family member. I think that this type of medical tourism can be good as long as a couple things are met. So if you're looking to travel outside of your geographic location, but within the United States for surgery, I would recommend that you ask a few questions. I would start by asking, how often do you treat patients outside of your geographical area? If you treat them often, what is the protocol for preoperative evaluation post-operative evaluation, and long-term care. What I mean by that is preoperatively, are you interacting with the surgeon that is going to take care of you via telemedicine? Are you interacting with support staff? Have they done a complete physical and history on you so that they can ensure that the procedure that you're having done meets all of your specific medical needs? When I talk about post-operative care, who are you following up with? How frequency are you frequently are you following up with that person person and what are they providing you? Now, do they have online modules? Do they have televisits or online videos? That's really important. When you travel for surgery, if you have a complication, do you or have you identified a surgeon in your geographic location that even feels comfortable with the surgery that you're having performed? If you're traveling outside of your surgical area, for a surgery that isn't readily performed there, you may have a difficult time finding post-operative care that is suitable or finding someone to take care of you if, God forbid, you have a complication because they simply may not feel comfortable caring for you because they are unfamiliar with the surgery that you had done. So those are important questions to tease out. If the deferral is that your primary care physician will manage your vitamins and check your labs Make sure that you have that conversation with your primary care physician first to ensure that your primary care physician is on board and comfortable managing that post-operatively, as not everyone will be. And then lastly, for nutritional support for the remainder of your life, are there televisit options? Are there local nutritionists that are available, etc.? So setting yourself up for success to ensure that you either have remote telemedicine or local care preoperatively and postoperatively is going to be paramount to ensure that you're safe and you're successful if you travel within the United States. When you make the decision to travel within the United States for the purposes of arriving at surgery more quickly, I caution against that for a few reasons. You will see providers that advertise one day to surgery, four days to surgery. When you look at these programs, something to keep in mind is that bariatric surgery is a complete lifestyle modification, preoperatively and postoperatively for life. 
And the support that you receive before and after surgery can really determine your long-term success. If you're traveling to a provider that is offering you same-day surgery, have they really taken the opportunity to get to know you medically to ensure that you're having the right procedure and that you'll be supported after surgery? Many of the evaluations that we recommend as surgeons are recommended so that you can be successful and safe after surgery. I find that my patients who undergo nutritional counseling before surgery and really truly understand the diet, the lifestyle modification are more successful long-term. So when you see providers offering rapid surgery with no requirements, I do recommend that at least give you pause, ask some questions, ensure that you are making a decision that you know can be sustainable and you know can allow you to be successful. Because as you've heard every provider say, surgery is a tool but it is not a silver bullet solution. So you have to make sure that it is combined with the appropriate support system. Then let's talk about international travel. A lot of people travel internationally for surgery, specifically bariatric surgery, for cost reasons. When we talk about cost, the first and most important thing that I ask you to do as a patient is check your benefits. Many people do not think that they have bariatric benefits. When they actually do. Less than 1% of people who are actually eligible for bariatric surgery receive bariatric surgery. So number one, I want you to go to your insurance company and ensure that you don't have bariatric benefits before you travel somewhere else. If you do have bariatric benefits, the out-of-pocket cost will simply be co-pays and deductibles. If you don't have bariatric benefits, your next step is to talk to your human resources department and ask, are bariatric benefits available and you simply didn't choose them? If you didn't choose them, you may have the opportunity to upgrade during open enrollment so that you can have your bariatric surgery covered. In the event that you don't have bariatric surgery benefits, your next step should be to look at the cost of bariatric surgery in the direct geographic location, or within the United States. There are many programs in the United States that offer comparable prices. While I can't speak to the prices at other institutions, our institution can offer a sleeve gastrectomy for less than $10,000. Now, what does that include? That includes your pre-op visit with your surgeon. It includes your preoperative laboratory values, your psychology visit, three nutrition visits, and a lifelong support system. A lot of the time when you see a low price point across the border or you know in another country, what you're seeing is the price of surgery alone. That doesn't include anything else, including travel or lodging. So when you actually get down to the brass tacks of the cost of the surgery as a whole, you actually may find that the price inside the United States is equivalent or close enough to have you make that decision to stay in the United States for safety reasons. Now, when I talk about safety, this is an important conversation to have. It is not that there aren't good surgeons in other countries. Absolutely, unequivocally, there are good surgeons in other countries. And certainly, most people can say that they know somebody that traveled to another country to have surgery and had a great outcome. Those outcomes do exist. But what I can say is that when you talk about international travel, the standards of care and the safety standards are not the same as the United States. 
speaking for a center of excellence for bariatric surgery in Arizona, we are evaluated repeatedly and frequently for patient outcomes, quantity of cases, the breadth of cases, meaning how many different surgeries do we offer, what our outcomes are, and we are required to submit every single complication that comes through our institution, and every one of those is reviewed by an independent reviewer, and each surgeon is individually reviewed in interval to ensure that the patients are receiving the safest and most effective care possible. Additionally, training requirements may be different in other countries. I have heard some stories of dentists operating on patients for bariatric surgery or gastroenterologists offering bariatric surgery. People who, while in their own right, are very qualified to perform the the professional services that they're trained to do, they can't perform surgery uh, because they decide to. And I have heard those stories. Um, And that's not a situation that I ever want to find a patient that comes into our emergency department in. Um, There also may not be any follow-up. When patients travel abroad, it is often a once-and-done deal. And what you may find is that you may not have the optimal outcome or the optimal weight loss after surgery. You may find yourself with questions, concerns, where you have no one to reach out to to answer those questions. Or you may find yourself with a medical complication that either a surgeon in the United States is not able or willing to care for, or the insurance company may not cover. I'll tell you a story here in a few minutes about a patient who had an unfortunate outcome and their insurance company did not pay for the complication related to that surgery because that surgery was performed in another country. And this is common. And then lastly, you may not be getting the surgery that you think that you're getting, or you may not be getting a surgery that is readily performed in the United States that can be cared for by a surgeon that is here. So what I'd like to do is tell you a few stories. These are certainly not the only stories that we have. With Arizona being as close to Mexico as it is, we do see a fair amount of complications. One of the most common complications that we do see is leaks from the staple line or the connections. As someone who takes bariatric surgery call, I see these much more frequently than I should coming from other countries. And unfortunately, in that situation, there are situations where the insurance company will not cover that complication. So my first story talks about a patient who came to the emergency department for a gallbladder problem. That patient had nothing to do with her bariatric surgery. However, I was the surgeon on call that day and took her to the operating room. And what we saw was that the patient who had reportedly undergone a sleeve gastrectomy had never actually had any surgery. She had incisions on her abdomen that were consistent with bariatric surgery, but on the inside, nothing had changed. When later questioned, the patient reported that she had roughly 30 pounds of weight loss overall, but had regained the weight back, which mostly would be attributed to her dietary change after surgery. Unfortunately, that patient had no recourse with the bariatric surgeon that she had gone to see because she paid cash and it was in another country. My second story is a really unfortunate story about a young lady who traveled to Mexico 
to have her lap band removed. The reason that she had traveled there was because several of her friends or family members has had a good experience with this surgeon. On post-operative day one, she complained of 10 out of 10 abdominal pain. Unfortunately, she was still sent home. She arrived in her emergency room very sick. A CT scan showed that she had a leak in her stomach. When I took her to the operating room, due to the extensive contamination, unfortunately, I had to make an open incision. When I made the open incision, what I saw was a quarter-sized hole in her stomach. While this was startling in its own right, the more startling portion of this was that the hole was surrounded by haphazard stitches that clearly showed that the surgeon in the other country had attempted to make a repair and had not told the patient that there had been a complication and sent the patient home anyway in the setting of 10 out of 10 abdominal pain. Fortunately, the long-term outcome of this patient's story is a positive one with a full recovery. However, she did spend nearly a month in the hospital, underwent multiple procedures, and was on IV nutrition for approximately three months with nothing to eat or drink in attempt to adequately heal the repair that we had performed. Additionally, her insurance company did not cover the cost of the complication, and unfortunately, the patient was responsible for roughly $200,000 out of This can be a debilitating cost, causing bankruptcy for patients, and this is something to really consider when making a decision about choosing surgery in another country, because nobody can anticipate what the outcome of that surgery will be, even for a surgeon in the United States. If that surgery is performed in the United States, your insurance company will cover that complication. And then lastly, I want to talk about a patient who had a gastric balloon placed. The reason the patient went to Mexico to have the gastric balloon placed was because they were not affordable in the United States for her. She had had a previous surgery in the past that would have, in the United States, prevented her from having the balloon placed for the risk the balloon would travel into her intestine. She presented to the emergency department with significant abdominal pain originally thought to be her gallbladder. When gallbladder disease was ruled out, a CT scan revealed an in-place gastric balloon. However, tubing was connected to the balloon. So let me backtrack a little bit. When you place a gastric balloon, the patient swallows the balloon and a tubing connected to that balloon fills the balloon up so that the balloon can occupy space in your stomach. That tubing is then disconnected and removed from the stomach. It is not left in place. In this situation, the tubing had been placed and had traveled into her small intestine, potentially causing a life-threatening bowel obstruction. I think the most important part of this story is that the person who placed the balloon clearly had not had adequate training to place those balloons and put the patient in a situation where not only did she have a procedure that in the United States she would have never been able to have done due to the high risk of her prior surgery, but most importantly was performed incorrectly and put her at risk for a complication that she never should have been at risk for. Fortunately, the patient was referred to gastroenterology and the outcome was positive. I tell you these stories simply for the reason that we see them on a daily basis and our goal is to protect our patients. 
I think that when people are in a position where they don't feel that they can receive care for cost reasons in the United States, that is a terrible position to be in. So what I urge you to do is if you find yourself in a position where you're making the decision to travel for surgery, do the research. Ask the correct questions that we discussed in this podcast. Ensure that you do not have benefits because you may actually have benefits that you're not aware that you have. And reach out to surgeons in the United States to answer some questions before you make a decision that could change the rest of your life. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today about medical tourism. I hope this answers some questions for you and gives you some resources to ensure that if you are forced into this situation, you make the best and safest decision possible. And as always, I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.